Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I've got a very enthusiastic, self-appointed blood sugar king on. He's Jason Whitrock, and he'll explain why the enemy in your weight loss and health journey isn't the calorie, but it's your blood glucose and your insulin. You'll get to meet him right after this. Hi, friends. I like to tell you during my podcast about, you know, healthy things. I talk a lot about fasting and health, and that's why Ralston Family Farms is a perfect partner for me as a health coach and as someone who does intermittent fasting. Ralston Family Farms provides products that are non-GMO, that they employ regenerative farming, and it's also delicious products, things like There are different varieties of rice. They have six different varieties. They now have rice grits. And so these are people I know personally. I know the Ralstons. And you know what about them and the family? Community is so important to them. In fact, Robin says it's fundamental. It can range from immediate family and extend to where one lives, works, plays, worships. But maintaining a healthy community requires stewardship and love and respect. Those are the things the Ralston family employs in everything they do. Follow them on social media, RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, so the blood sugar king, I don't know where your crown is, but I would like to know how you ascended to the throne and how you got all of your education about blood sugar. Uh, well, it's been quite a long journey. It's kind of evolved, um, I'd say. Um, so it really kind of started, um, I used to be considered the keto king, not, and I did not give myself that name because um, I was in keto. I was one of the first fitness people in the fitness industry like four years ago uh, to yeah. discover keto, take it mainstream through YouTube. At that time I was on the cover of Iron Man magazine. They did an interview. I said I was keto. People lost their mind. And then I just took it and ran. <laughs> I just took it and ran. Cause it went against everything in the fitness industry, keto in general, keto flipped everything on its head. Um, a lot of where we're at now is because keto came and made everybody question their beliefs, took the food That's industry, right. flipped it upside down, did all this crazy stuff. So I was there at the very beginning. Um, I found it by accident working with kids with mental illness, but anyways, um, didn't know how big it would get. I knew it was amazing, but I didn't know how big it was going to get. Fortunately, it did get big. I rode the wave all the way up um, and then kind of rode the wave back down um, because it did kind of lose its luster. A lot of people tried. A lot of people failed. A lot of people were successful, but the industry did go like this and go down like that. Um, and so I was kind of searching. At that point, I'd kind of evolved out of, I kind of adapted keto so much to it. And I think that's what everybody did. They learned to make it their own. Some people went carnivore, some people went OMAD, some people did intermittent fat. So I was incorporating more carbohydrates and I was looking at all of these diets that spawned from keto. And I'm like, man, because in keto, everybody's worried about ketones. And that's like all they're doing is chasing ketones. They're measuring ketones and stuff. And, um, and I got sent a continuous glucose monitor from a company uh, called NutriSense. They were like, hey, just throw this on, right. throw some content out there. This was months ago, months and months and months ago. Um, and I was, at that point I realized, holy cow, this whole thing works because it's about balancing and controlling blood sugar. That's why keto works. That's why intermittent fasting works. That's why carnivore works. That's why a lot of one out of three people are pre-diabetics is because when you, when you wear the monitor and you see the, the spikes in blood sugar, you realize first off, a calorie is not a calorie. That's right. the end of that discussion right then and there. Um, and so that's, so the whole blood sugar king thing was actually kind of like a, uh, a joke because I was the keto king for a long time and I had to get myself out of that. I, and I didn't really enjoy that name, but that's just what everybody called me. And I'm like, I'm focusing on different things. So I gave myself the name uh, blood sugar king just as kind of like, uh, this is my new focus. And it right. makes a lot more sense. And I'm able to read more people because blood sugar is the common thread. Um, controlling that controls insulin um, and insulin resistance. So that's kind of where the name came from and where I'm at and what my mission is. I don't know the most about blood sugar, but I want to wake as many people up and let them know that that's important. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal of the blood sugar king, not to know. Yes. Not- well, it's, it's still scary though, that um, we're relying on lab tests that look at cholesterol and blood glucose when we need to back her up and look at fasting insulin and C-reactive protein. Yeah. You know, 
it's a much bigger picture, though blood glucose is a great place to start. I read uh, Dr. Ben Bickman's book last year, Why We Get Sick. It totally changed my life. It totally changed my view. I'm a certified health coach. I've I've been in the radio TV industry for years, so I've kind of parlayed communicating, letting people know, and shaking them, saying, Mm -hmm. because they'll come to me saying, but my blood glucose is 92, yet they can't fit in the chair when we sit across from each other, right? Yeah. So I go, well, then there's, let, let's, if we look at root cause, I, I think everybody's kind of moving toward a functional medicine model of, but why? Mm-hmm. You know, how could she be obese and her blood glucose is 92? And you'll be able to explain that better. But let's talk about then insulin. I used to think insulin was our nemesis, but then I realized I can't get up in the morning and move around if I didn't have insulin. I, Right. My blood glucose would be 650. You're not diabetic or anything, right? No. Mm -hmm. So we have to have insulin. Correct. But too too much of it. Insulin, you're drunk. Go home. Too much of it is a bad thing. Yeah. So let's let's talk about insulin's role, because people know, Jason, the blood glucose. And so when I talk to them, I go, let's talk about your insulin. They go, oh, it's fine. Uh, It's, you know, 97 or 105 or whatever, you know, because somebody tested it. So let's let's talk about the science of insulin. Well, it's a very complicated matter. The way I understand it is that insulin is comes out proportionately. Whenever you spike blood sugar, obviously the pancreas secretes uh, insulin. Insulin then partitions that blood sugar and it goes inside liver, fat cells, or muscle cells. For most people, and so that's the fun. And insulin, the way I see it, is is vital. Like if you didn't have insulin, you'd be dead. Um, that's right. And it also. It's an interesting thing because in the bodybuilding community where I came from, insulin is also anabolic. So it does have good purposes. Um, that, okay. So, okay. So, so essentially what, what, what people need to understand is that um, when you eat a f- different types of foods, it's going to cause a different type of blood sugar response. If the blood sugar goes up a lot, a lot of insulin is going to have to come out. If your muscle cells are full, which most people's are, insulin is going to take that blood sugar and store it inside the fat cells. That's... And if they're not, if the muscle cells are not, and that's what happens is people are, no matter what, they're just counting calories, but they're spiking blood. And also anytime high amounts of insulin are in the bloodstream, it's literally impossible to burn fat because insulin is trying to take blood sugar, glucose, and store it in the cell. It's a one-way door. One person comes in, one person comes out, not at the same time. So when I, when I do these tests on Instagram and TikTok and stuff, um, and you see my blood sugar go up on a real bad food, it doesn't show the insulin. Unfortunately, maybe one day we'd be lucky right. to have that. Right. But it right. doesn't show it the, the proportionate insulin right. coming up. It should be two lines and they usually go up together. Yeah, that's true. And when that happens, you see every one of my videos is a two hour window. When I show you that graph, it's okay. two hours. Okay. Mine goes up and mine comes back down because I'm very healthy. I have no diabetes. I have, I'm in good condition metabolically. So that's normal, not normal by any means. But you go no, up, right? You, but that's what that's our desire. Yes, our that's the desire. Yes, yeah, so the desire is not to go up up the roller coaster in the first place. The desire is to go like this, maybe small waves, no big waves, because you still. So, anyways, the app. But one out of three people being pre-diabetic, what happens is they spike blood sugar like that. First of all, it's going way higher. Second of all, insulin. You become what's you are. What's called insulin resistant, meaning it takes me a little bit of insulin, it gets the job done back in two hours. The average person, the one out of three pre-diabetics. You spike blood sugar, that's a four-hour window. A massive amount of insulin is going to have to come out to get that back down. Mine's going like this. Yours is going like, and it's just, and and four hours later, you're hungry again. And what do you most likely do? Back up again. But only this time, not from down here. This time you're coming back from here. And it just is mind-blowing when I look at this, this monitor, you know, that I have. I'm just thinking, oh my gosh. Oh, you got one too. Great. With okay, I'll it's, check mine right now. It's fascinating, isn't it? Like uh, totally fascinating. Um, I am. I've been an intermittent faster for five years. I'm very metabolically fit. My fasting insulin is one point one. Nice. Um, so I haven't eaten in fourteen, fifteen hours. I'm at eighty eight. So that's my blood glucose because we are both, uh, for those of you who aren't watching, we are both uh, monitoring our blood glucose kind of as biohackers uh, to see. Because I do come from a gener- three generations of type 2 diabetics, uh, though they were not overweight, they were all alcoholics. And alcohol mm. will also pickle your pancreas. So 
Now, I, I probably, in fact, crazy thing is, if I do imbibe, I really don't drink much, but if I do, I don't, because I am metabolically fit, not to bore everybody, my glucose doesn't come up, but I get nocturnal hypoglycemia from Interesting. it. Yeah, my, when I did the wine, the wine test, I wasn't really sure what to expect from it, to be honest with you. And when I did that test and my blood sugar went down, I was like, whoa, that was, that's, that's, that's weird. That's crazy. I'm like, Which, should I even like put this out there? Cause I'm not, I like to test this. Yes. Ag- I have to like test people this again to, to make sure. And right, the obvious no, but re- people need to see that. Yeah. And the reason is because the alcohol prohib- inhibits the liver from producing glucose. Cause the liver has to actually deal with the uh, alcohol. The liver has to deal oh, with the alcohol. Okay, so it shuts okay, down yes. production of glucose. Which really? is why the blood sugar goes down. Yeah, I was fascinated. I'm like, holy cow. Okay, I didn't And that's not a good this. thing. That's not a good thing. You could go hypoglycemic. And it also, right. it also explains why, think about all your college days just getting hammered. At the end of the night, you're out there running. Where's the pizza? Where's the chips? Where's the Taco Bell? Where's the... Because your blood sugar has gone so far down, the body is like, we get, save us here. Go get some quick, fast carbs. Got Don't it. get a what it is. We got to go to get that back up. Isn't that crazy? Well, it also explains why, because I'm 100 years old. I look good for 100. But people my age, the older you get, the harder it is to metabolize alcohol. We know that, yeah. right? That's, if we trust the science, let's trust the science. Yeah. But also, old people will tell you, even my 30-year-old kids will say, I can't drink anymore because I wake up at 2 a.m. and then I'm up for the night. And now I'm seeing it's the blood sugar yeah. is dropping, yeah. It's like a type two diabetic or even a type one, but type one is typically monitoring all the time. Mm-hmm. A type two may be teetering and not really, you know, playing the game right. But type twos, my clients will say, yeah, I, have, I wake up in the middle of the night and I said, let's start checking your blood sugar. It's when they have that yeah. nocturnal hypoglycemia. Don't you just wish that everybody could afford these things? Don't you think the world and, would just, it would be so much the food industry would absolutely hate it. The government would, and their recommendations would go down the toilet real fast, but. Right. Did you see the Tufts University um, new, not food pyramid, but they're the foods that they suggest we eat? No. Number one, not number one, but five was Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, God. You know where uh, beef and butter were? The Probably, bottom. Yeah, of course. The, no, the bottom. Yeah. What do I eat every day? Beef and butter. That's all I eat. I, that's all I eat. Yeah, and 100%. Bacon. That's all I eat. Yeah, and, so, and, when you, and it does nothing to your blood sugar. And I tested Cheerios. Does. I tested Cheerios and published that video. That sent my blood sugar to the damn moon. And in okay. that video, I railed on calorie counters because I'm, I'm big. And my whole career Good. has been against calorie counting. I think assigning a number to a food is, is an eating disorder. I've learned it the hard way. And nobody's, oh, nobody's, sure. nobody's starved sure. themselves more than me in their life. I'm a former wrestler, high school, college. So right. I understand right. if you starve yourself, you're going to lose weight, of course. But in the Cheerios video, I really took a chance to go stab at the, uh, the calorie counting because I'm getting all kinds of hate. You wouldn't no, even I'm believe sure. it's mind blowing. No, sure. The fitness bros, people in my industry, like, oh, you're, you know, like it's been crazy, but the calorie counters have been coming at me. And, and if you look at the Cheerios video, I made a very clear statement. Look at what this did to my blood sugar. Imagine what it's going to do to a kid and look at the obesity and diabetes rates in, a, in child and in, in children and, and tell me they're not out there eating cereal. And if you look at it, the poorest kids in our country are also the fattest. And it's because they're eating cheap. They can't afford to eat expensive foods. So they eat in food stamps. Trust me, you're getting Cheerios on food stamps. I even had people oh comment like I was on food stamps when I was a kid and we used to get all kinds of cereal, Cheerios, all that stuff. And it just is like one of those things where, you know, people, if you look at a fat kid in the street, on the street and there are, there are plenty of them. And you think to yourself, well, he must be eating 4,000 calories a day and playing video no, games not. all day. Then you're an right my opinion and you don't know right. anything the That's reason right. he the reason he's that way is because he's unfortunately being fed the wrong types of foods and if you if you slap the glucose monitor on him he'd be like this and eventually he's going to get he's becoming insulin resistant and it's a serious at a young problem. age at a young you age know, it's crazy yeah. it's sad it, it is crazy so um this from tufts university i mean this is the biggest bunch of government crap i've seen in a long time it's a ranking of the foods, the the best foods, and they rank them at 100, you know, zero to 100. The best thing to eat, number one, is watermelon, which we all know watermelon is a How sugar, random is that, first of all? Sh- you'd be sugar drunk if you had watermelon. 
Second on the list is kale, which Dr. Paul Saladino says kale is. I mean, sorry for those of you who go, Lisa Fisher never cusses, but I'm quoting somebody. Next on the list is frosted mini wheats. Okay. Next on the list is unsweetened almond milk, then nonfat frozen yogurt, chocolate covered almonds. These are things they said you should have in your diet every day. Last on the chocolate list. Chocolate covered almonds? We are like in bizarre land. No, we are. Like it, it is totally. Who it, comes up with that? Of all the foods you could think of. The biz- I haven't the, thought about a chocolate covered almond since I was like 20. Well, it's crazy. The, the chocolate covered almond producers just got a big kickback because they obviously <laughs> yeah. know somebody at Tufts University. Yeah, I'm Last, thinking who is paying for this? I'm trying to, to decipher. Is it, uh, it Kellogg? Wait a minute. Who is it? Last on the list, ground beef, whole egg fried in butter, cheddar cheese. Last wow. on the list. And that's Everybody what I flip eat. It up, just flip it upside down. That's everywhere. it. Flip, that's exactly it. It's bizarro world for sure. Flip it's it. It's corporate greed is what it sounds like. That's basically intertwined with. That's the problem we've gotten in this whole theme of like big businesses taking over the scientific medical you know, community. They don't like it's it's point blank obvious at this point. They're all know, in bed. They're all the in bed. The sugar industry controls yes. all of these researchers. If you want money, you're going to have to sell out to to these guys and put their list together the way they want it to be done. And unfortunately, most people just fall for it. Sadly, okay, which is so why we're where we're at. Then let's talk about some of the things in our diets then that are corrupting our diets. We, I mean, we all anybody in the health space says throw away all the seed oils. Do it now. Stop buying right. packaged foods. Do it now. But what? That's why I feel like vegetable oil, uh, peanut oil, sunflower oil, safflower, they're all silent killers because I don't know if they would, I, I haven't had any in a long time, but I don't know if it would make my blood glucose go up if I had the bad oils, would it? No, I don't think, no, it, it would not. Um, but it's the, it's the combi- I believe it's the combination of the high inflammatory carbohydrates with the high inflammatory with yeah. those with those yeah. oils. So most people are not just having those oils. When they have those types of oils, they're on French fries. They're, they're like their their high carb foods are being baked in those oils okay. and fried in those oils. So I think it's really like, although the oil itself is not going to make blood sugar go up, the food that it's on is most likely making blood sugar go up. The combination of the two Got high inflammation is where Got I it. think is deadly. Got That's it. my personal. Um, take on all of that stuff it is hard to avoid it's unreal that's the other thing where i'm no, like okay, no no this no, can't, no. This can't that's be... not true that's not okay. true it's easy to avoid cook at home yeah that's true. i just solved it okay i know i you're win right. i win whatever uh, not blood sugar queen i'm internet queen now cook at <laughs> home and after that's this it. you will be uh i'd be honored um it's um i always say uh eat food made by god not food made by factories that's and it. that's a right. pretty, pretty easy way right. to avoid this stuff. But when you see how often it shows up, when you start reading ingredient lists, you're like, okay, this can't be good because it's, this stuff's literally in everything. I mean, uh, it's, it's horrible. I found sunflower oil in a spice that I was getting at Costco. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would you even put an oil? It was black pepper, salt, and garlic. And they use sunflower oil, I guess, as a caking agent. Or yeah, anti- I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, it's bizarre. I, so I have to throw it out. So again, I need my own salt mine and, and you know, I have all the salt. I have all the good salt, the pepper you can have. Do you and have then, real, do you have, do you use Redmond real salt by any chance? I use Redmond, but I just, you I have another one too. Another dealer that I have that someone who also has my philosophy is a home cook and which cool. one she prefers. So I'm, I'm using both seeing which one I like better celtic sea salt is another good one but anyway yeah and celtic the other one is a celtic sea salt redmond's the other one and then i'm drinking um what's your cup say (laughs) it says love you mean it that's what a friend of ours (laughs) used to say love you mean it um in my iced tea this morning because i'm still fasting um i have relight which is kind of a poor man's element element Uh, tea well not poor it's way better than element element do you think so Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I'm look so at, glad. All you have to do is look at where the quality of the, where the salt comes from. You don't know where that salt comes from, an LMNT or element or whatever Elements, it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that Redmond real salt comes from an ancient seabed mine in Utah. You know that, right? Right. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, knew so, that so it was sourced. So you're looking at the quality, the quality okay. of the salt. It's not even close. Uh, LMNT is the poor man's stuff that has a very high price tag for some reason. Very high price. That's it. 
that's it. And they're Crazy. done individually. So this one, I get the tub of it. And because I'm still fasting, it is flavorless and it is salt in my iced tea. I mean, and it is yeah. delicious. I'll have to try that. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I have the um, Relight stuff. Um, yeah. So Relight is also from Redmond then? Correct. Okay. They, they have... basically just took their salt and put it inside okay. an Great. electrolyte mix. Great. It, that's one and they thing use stevia. I... I don't know what Element T uses, but Redmond uses stevia. Okay. And the flavored one. My, since this is unflavored, it would not have stevia. Oh, got it. you. Correct. Because we intermittent fasters, you know, don't like breaking the fast with any flavors. What about coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker, but coffee is because it's in the bitter profile and it pr actually promotes autophagy. Are you going to fast the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you Dude, find I it natural good. and easy? I look good. You do good. look good. You I mean, might I'm convince for me to do it one day. No, you do. I, I feel great. I feel great. I've been fasting for five. Your skin looks amazing. My mom's thank an esthetician. You. My mom's oh. an esthetician. So if she was on here, she'd be giving you thank mad props. You. Thank you. I thank you. I will be sixty soon. So now, are you serious? And fasting wow. is is a fountain of youth for sure. Plus, I have a. I mean, I have a pretty clean. I mean, I have a very clean. Not pretty clean. I have a very clean diet. Yeah. But and I get sunlight every day. I get vitamin D every day. I finally have my vitamin D up to 55. You know, I work, I work really hard. I have three children, two grandchildren. But what's your opinion then on women over 40 and keto and then or women over 40 on anything? I mean, what do you women think? Women over 40 are on, okay, so women and, uh, become more insulin. We all get more insulin resistant. Right. It always goes back to this insulin resistance, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. As you get old, as you get older, women in particular, you got menopause, all these other things that are playing factor as well. So any woman over 40, I would say you must learn and balance how to balance and control your blood sugar period end of story you cannot have multiple blood sugar spikes full stop i don't care what you're doing um but it all the best diet in the world is the one you can stay stick with the longest yeah. like they yeah. say so if, if you can do keto and that works great i you know like i said they all these things have the foundation of controlling blood sugar so if, if fasting is the is the most guaranteed way of not spiking blood sugar first thing right. in the morning, which is the most important time by not right. eating. Right. But a lot of people don't have the willpower to fast. They just don't, their schedule doesn't allow it and all this stuff. You don't have to do that. Um, heat, but keto works. Um, I particularly have modified it to where I take in carbohydrates. I, I've, I've segmented it down in terms of the carbohydrates because that's really what's spiking the blood sugar. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna right. show you how I break. So I'm gonna show you how I break it down here. So I have three categories of carbs when it controls to carbs. Um, there's low impact carbs, high impact carbs, and forbidden carbs. Low impact carbs are foods that are super healthy for you and do not spike blood sugar. All the green leafy vegetables, most vegetables in general, nuts, seeds, and in fact berries. So those foods are low impact carbs. Right. Then there's high, and you can eat as many of those as you want in my in my experience and be fine. Then there's high impact carbs. High impact carbs are foods that spike blood sugar, but they're super healthy for you. So banana, sweet potato, sweet brown potato, rice, sure. Sure. watermelon, these okay. all these yeah, tropical sure. fruits. Yeah. All, you know, and I have a list of the high impact carbs for me and and my clients. I give you one serving of those a day and let them be optional, okay. but I timed them. So after a workout, I want you to have one serving of high-impact carbs, like a sweet potato, for example. If On days you don't work out, I want you to have it as late in the day as possible. Here's what happens when you take Got that high-impact. So I'm spiking your, I'm allowing you to spike your blood sugar one time a day, and it's going to be with the healthy food, right? And I'm timing when I have you spike that blood sugar, because here's what happens when you work out. If you, you exercise, do whatever you want to do. It, it uses muscle glycogen, like it's right. it, it's like a gas tank. It goes down to here. So then, when you right. have that sweet potato, blood sugar goes up, insulin comes out. But insulin's like, oh look, we can store this blood sugar inside the muscle cells first. Let's do that. It's always trying to do that first, so that tank fills up, and you're good. You just had a banana. You just had a, su a sweet potato. You earned it. It didn't get stored as fat. It went to the muscle. If you keep eating carbohydrates after that point, it will get stored inside muscle cells or in fat cells, excuse fat cells. me. In the bodybuilding industry, we call that spillover. That tank has gone up and everything else is it's spilled over now. It's going to go into the fat cells. Um, and then, the, then there's forbidden carbs. Those are the foods that spike the hell out of blood sugar and have no nutrition whatsoever. Those like, are like, you cannot, those are killing people. Are you talking about cakes and donuts and yes, crap? Yes, sugar, okay. bread, cereals, bagels, okay. pasta. Um, yeah, the obvious stuff that right. has no nutrition at all. The donuts, the, the you know. Again, um, that's not, made, forbidden not made by God. Yeah, yes, exactly. So you have, yeah, exactly. That's another good point. Um, 
So you have low impact carbs, high impact carbs, forbidden carbs. And I think people would just, I had to come up with something to where it was like, because in keto, right? Here's what was happening with keto. And I dealt with thousands and thousands of people and got many, many, many testimonies. And I fell off and this is great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What happened was most people would be like, okay, cool. I can do keto. They go for a week, two weeks. Um, this is the majority of people, week, two weeks. And they were like, oh my God, I'm starting to crave sugar. I'm starting to crave pasta, all this stuff. And they went from the low impact carbs and they went right to the forbidden carbs. Oh, gotcha. Right to the gotcha. forbidden carbs. And gotcha. I'm like, how can I stop that from happening? So then I'm like, after getting all this feedback, I'm like, oh, yes. cool. I could just, I could just give him a sweet potato. So the, so the high impact carb is me holding my hand out so that you don't jump off the bridge. Like, hey, here, right. hold mm -hmm. up. Like you mm -hmm. can have a banana. That's cool. It's cool. You're going to earn it. You can have a sweet potato. You can have brown rice. You want some pineapple? Cool. And I know that like if you just go one, if you spent all day spiking blood sugar one time with a healthy food, you're going to be good compared. Now, it's not going to be like you, for example. That's more, that's ideal what you're doing right now. And it's, it's just easy. not. It is. I know, but it's shocking how many people it's not sustainable. I feel like necessity governs the world. Like you only are going to do what's absolutely necessary. If you, if it's absolutely necessary no, for you metabolically. Comfort. Uh -uh. comfort governs the world. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would eat steak, eggs, a carnivorous diet, you know, if it was necessary for me to do it, like if I had an autoimmune disorder, any kind and of And I have several. That's, yeah, that's really so my impetus. That's right. So it is necessary for you to do it. For most people, they, they will not be able to be that restrictive if there's not a huge, massive benefit. Sure. Hi, friends. I've made no secret that I do love intermittent fasting. It's because it changed my life in 2017, not just on the scale. There's just 10 pounds on the scale, but it freed me from the constant obsession with being hungry all the time, never being satisfied. It regulated my sex hormones. It regulated my hunger hormones. It lowered my need for thyroid medicine. I still have to take it because I kind of have a dead thyroid, but I'm telling you what it did for me. And that's why I talk so much about it in my podcast. Do you need help starting your journey? You know, someone introduced me and now I want to introduce you to intermittent fasting. You can do that by emailing me fasting at lisafishersaid.com. Link is in the show notes. I do monthly classes. I do one-on-one, -on -one. I do all the things to help partner with you so that you can be the best you can be. Now, fasting, it's not about weight loss. It's the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. You can start changing your life now with intermittent fasting. Go to the show notes for more information. And so that's why I'm always like, okay, like let's just come up with something that most people, it made me super sad how many people tried keto and, and failed and never ended up coming back you know like well, part of it too is we've corrupted the keto eaters by telling yeah. them to go to costco and pick up the keto bars that then 100%. have all the bad seed oils and have crap in them so yes it may be keto but you might as well eat from a sewage pond or i i mean i yeah. don't know it just it makes me crazy and so it's hard to comply then because you don't feel yeah, your it best. Is. Well, here's the deal. I feel like sugar is a drug. Oh, 100%. Sure. For sure. And you're trying to come off the... When you go keto, when you go low carb, whenever you start focusing on balancing blood sugar, you're really trying to kick a sugar addiction at the same time. Mm -hmm. But what? And, and when I first started keto, I found the, the way I found keto was mind-blowing, right? And it was the most pure way. I started working with kids in a mental health facility. These are kids very high end. These are like... And they come from all over the world to stay at this center. And I was actually training at the time, the chief medical officer for this. Like I was training, I was his trainer in the gym. Right. And they're like, hey, we're going to do this big study on, on, on uh, uh, metabolic syndrome uh -huh. at, at, the, at the mental health facility. Oh, okay. And at the time, I was not really that into nutrition. I was just a bodybuilder, fitness model, just shoot magazines and don't really care mm -hmm. and all this stuff. They brought me in to train the kids in the gym, right? And... All of a sudden, I started meeting the nutritionists and finding out the diet they were putting these kids on. And, he, and it was keto, 
And back then, oh. this is like, they, I, I didn't even heard of keto before. Never even, nobody mm-hmm. even knew about it in my industry. But here's why they did it. Because all of these kids, and these are, when I say these are cutters, suicide attempts, mm-hmm. schizophrenia. I'll mm-hmm. never forget training these kids in the gym. And these girls are, this girl is just counting numbers in the sky. The stuff mm-hmm. you've never eaten. Mm-hmm. Unfathomable stuff. Mm-hmm. Changed my damn life my forever. Changed mm-hmm. my life forever. Ever. They ended up saving about 10 years off these kids' life, and it was a groundbreaking study. And what I learned from it was keto, that, that, that keto was the truth. Um, and I took it and ran with it myself, and it helped my career and uh, helped a lot of other people. And what year but like was I that? Said, what year was that? That was 2015. Okay. That was kind of early in the keto movement. So oh, when you Googled are, keto back then, when you, sorry to interrupt, when you, when you uh, yeah. Googled keto back then, all you got was a definition for ketoacidosis. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that's that. That's how long it was. I remember that. There was that. literally no right. videos on YouTube. There was no videos on YouTube. Um, and so I had asked this doctor to give me medical literature that he had access to because I wanted to learn more and I could not even learn more on the internet. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I was always I always told him I was like, "Doc, don't you think this is like crazy because it went against everything. Eat higher fat foods, reduce the carbohydrates. Like it went the higher fat foods was a tough hurdle for me to cross. Yes. Fat yeah, makes you fat, and I believed right. it. I believed it. Right. And it was so I I kept going to him and I'm like, "Doc, this are you sure I should be eating all this fat? And is this going to kill me?" And he was like, first of all, we would never put this diet on these kids if we thought it was going to kill them before the medications they were taking would." That made a lot of sense to me. I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't. And if you look at it, it's also being used in cancer research, all this stuff. But he also said, he also challenged me to find another diet that was born out of the medical community. It was the the Mayo Clinic is actually in like 1920 something. Wow. Is the one who came out with this diet to help cure seizures in children. Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like It's high fat, low carb. So the basic premise is high fat, low carb. But yes. So this is where I'm going to tie this all back together here. It's it, the true ketogenic diet, 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% carbohydrate. And that's how I knew it as. And I was very strict in that. The more, the, the more keto took off, the less those parameters broke down big time. So now the average person's like, I'm doing keto. It's like, no, actually, you're not technically really doing keto the way it was designed to do. And trust me, these kids, back to your point, we're not going and eating all these keto foods and these like right. keto snacks. Right. Because that's another thing that happened was as soon as the big business started coming in and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is not good. I'm like, no, like. Called it. I know it's right. going to like, it, I know it's going to help people because they're going to have more options and all this stuff. But you're really just saying, quit the cigarette. Here's an e-cigarette. That's totally what it is. And, yeah. and those kids too are vulnerable because mental illness is often born or obsessions, obsessive compulsive behaviors are born for mental health issues and pushing them into a direction, they'll go full throttle. But if the full throttle is in the wrong direction, they they go that way. If it's in a good direction, they soar. So that's I where I just feel like I have a big heart for the mental health community. Always have worked with them, have a podcast for one here in Little Rock, a facility. So I definitely love that that was being, that that was kind of your test subjects were kids and they improved. That's where it all started for me because that's the place where I had to check my ego at the door. I literally yeah, walked in there like, sure. uh, no, actually calorie counting is the way to go. If you want to yeah. like, yeah. like I had to literally question all of my beliefs and I had these kids sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to have to like start. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong is they're so, especially in my industry, the fitness industry, it's like, they're too afraid. Even the doctors, they're like, oh, keto is going to kill you and all this stuff. You, they have the inability to question their own beliefs and they have the inability to say, maybe I was wrong. I had to literally they, tell myself, yes. maybe I was wrong. And I know I've told a bunch of people on the internet and my clients this, but now I'm finding that it's not true. And I'm just going to check my ego because I really want to like change people's lives. And I don't think uh, many people are capable of doing that, to be honest. From the people that come at me, I'm like, man, I could give you the biggest proof ever and there's no way you're going to change your mind. You're always going to tell people how many calories they, you think they need. Like it's not, you'll never believe any of this stuff. So same with doctors. I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, how are you going to admit that you were wrong for 30 years? But doctors are easier to persuade because they like science. They like the research. Yeah. The yeah. hardest group to me to come over to my side, my side is intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, 
because you're reducing the amount of hours in the day you release insulin. So we're all on, it's the same page, right? Yes, yes. So, but with that, the fitness industry will still come back at me. Fitness instructors are the hardest because the dogma is so deep. It is, I, and I've been at the top of the fitness industry, okay? I've seen it all. And I've seen a lot of these, these guys, these, they're all, they're all, a lot of them don't know, excuse my language, right. about anything. All they want to do is plug you into their little calorie counter, macro calorie count, right. and tell you to eat, and tell Mac- you to eat. Uh. The whole thing is like, oh, if you eat 500 calories less a day, then you're going to start losing weight. How many times, you're going to be in a caloric deficit. You've heard that before, right? Eat well, 500 calories less by yeah. a week, you'll lose a pound. Here's the problem that most of these people don't realize that I realized, because I used to be that guy. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything else. I was just like, okay, so let me just throw out a random number to start with. And then there's how many calories you're going to eat. This is, this is old me, thank God. But the problem I always had trouble reconciling in my head that just didn't sit well with me is I don't know how many calories this individual or myself for that matter is burning every day. It's a two-sided equation. You have calories in versus calories out. All the fitness gurus and the trainers want to tell you they know one side of the equation, but they have no idea the other side. If you, come tra- if you eat 1,500 calories a day today and then you come work out with me, trust me, you're going to be really, really, really hungry tomorrow. Your body right. will not want to eat 1,500 calories. The body will always compensate. My point is they're ruining people. That's what, that's yeah, how eating sure. disorders happen. Mm-hmm. It's not, and trust me, everybody, it's not how much food you eat. It's, it's the types of foods that you eat. If you, I always preach this for my entire career. You want to be a lion in the wild, not a lion in a cage ever. A lion in the wild eats when it's hungry. It stops when it's full. It eats the right types of foods. It's a perfectly well-regulated system. It does not care about anything. As soon as it gets that primal urge to eat, it goes, it makes a kill. Interestingly enough, it eats the fattiest part of the animal first because that's where the nutrition's at. And then he goes night-night because he yeah, rests it, and digests. Yeah. That's and then important Elisa, too. He, yeah, yeah. And so a lion in a cage is eat, fed when it's told to be, when it's right. told to eat, eats, eats what it's given. It's, 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 that's what most people are when they, when right. they sign up for, right. for training. Because, but, and the, 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 the trainers, and I don't care, I'm just going to, this is going to get, I'm going to get a bunch of heat still, but trainers want to be that. They want to crack that whip. They want to put you in the cage because right. it gives them authority. Right. It's like, oh, you know, you, I, I know you just need this many calories. You want to eat at this time of the day. Here's right. all these other crazy rules. And, um, eventually it breaks down and that lion just either just gives up completely in that cage or it tries to scratch its way out. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, it's, um, the calorie counting is, I honestly wonder, this is conspiracy theory as hell, but I also, I also, I, I wonder if the whole calorie thing, Ansel Keys, I think was the guy who came up with the whole thing. Well, yes, he was the one who pushed it with the Minnesota starvation experiment in the 1940s with conscientious objectors of World War II. We started talking calories in early 1900s or eight, late 1800s because of some arbitrary thing. It didn't have to do with humans. He was doing it with humans. He, he was crazy. Let's yeah. just say and probably, he, I think he was crazy. Too. Yeah. Oh, yes. He was crazy and corrupt. And he ruined a lot. He hurt a lot of people. And he hurt yeah. a lot. Of, he hurt the paradigm. There was this another, there was another lady back, back, back then too, who came out with like a book. She was the first person to ever like do the whole, take the whole calorie counting thing and apply it to actual food. I wish I knew it off the hmm. top of my head, but. I don't know who um, that is. I, um, I just think it's the ultimate distraction. If you notice on every food package on the front, they just blow it up. 70 calories. Like when I did, did the Cheerios, it's like, <laughs> it's only 70 calories. It's like the ultimate distraction. And these food companies love it because you they don't do. go, that's all you focus on. You're like, oh, that's cool. 70 calories. That's a low number. Um, but you don't, and that stops you from looking at the ingredient list. And well, yeah, I mean, there are just so many variables. I mean, you even mentioned it in that we don't know how many calories you burn. We know that your body looks at the avocado differently than it does the brownie. I mean, it just, yeah. it, it's an and arbitrary number. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And if I'm telling you this right now, everybody, if you eat the right types of foods, like, like, like Lisa, you know, she's found foods that control her hormones, control her, her blood sugar. She's yeah. good. She can listen to her body. When she gets hungry, it's, it's, it's true. She is hungry. When right. she is full, she knows your body will decide how many calories you need every day. You don't need a fitness guru to come up with it. 
God. Or my fitness pal. Even the apps think, don't use Yeah, apps. yeah, yeah. You think they know? No. But what's happening to everybody is they're spiking blood sugar, comes crashing down, you're hungry, spike it again, crash down, I'm hungry, and you're on a roller coaster ride, and you'll never figure it out. You cannot listen to your body at that point. It's no. not, not going to happen. It, um, but it, if you start controlling blood sugar and start eating foods that don't disrupt your, all this stuff, trust me, your body will know when, it, when it's hungry and how much food to eat every single day. Well, you know, uh, Dr. Yeah. Jason Fung, that's kind of his whole premise. He yep. says, he looks at, you know, he's been working with morbidly obese people as a nephrologist in Toronto, Canada, yep. um, who have kidney, you know, end stage renal disease, uh, kidney failure. He says to all of his, anybody he talks to on YouTube, it's not your fault. He said, yeah. you've been lied to. And he goes, plus, and the glucose goddess says this in her book, Glucose Revolution, a lot of those cravings are based on what you ate, what your last meal was, which you can attest to that. Because mm -hmm. the blood sugar spikes and dips control, like you said, the people go for the cakes or cookies when they mm -hmm. go for the carb instead of the sweet potato or mm -hmm. the kale. Or, yeah, or a watermelon. Or a watermelon yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. So all of this to me has always just made much more sense than these crazy, if you saw some of my friends in the fitness industry, shame on them. They're just coming up with these random calculations, these holidays just like... And the more complicated they make it sound, the more people, people believe yeah. it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Do you know what I mean? That's it's why like, you you were saying earlier to me, fasting is just so simple. You eat, stop, and then you eat again tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just I don't think about it. Yeah, and that's good. That's winning. That's where you're. Uh, yeah, you're good, I, and you're very in touch with your body. And yeah, um, for sure. And mine did start as an impetus with autoimmune conditions. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Hashimoto's, I have vitiligo mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan said he repigmented his skin with the carnivore. Um, yep. Some of the color came back in his skin because, you know, it's everywhere. So that, you know, that is my impetus. And maybe, but this is it. 88% of the people are metabolically unfit. We know that. A third mm -hmm. are pre a third are diabetic or two-thirds are diabe pre-diabetic. I mean, it's some insane number. Just about everyone listening probably has a blood glucose problem. But yeah. they they don't reach for the phone to call or reach out to somebody as an expert until the doctor says, whoop, your A1C is high. But it's too late. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, let's talk about what people can do, because I think everyone can agree. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on, whether you live in the freedom state of Florida <laughs> or you No, I'm kidding. I knew that because you lived in Florida. But my point it's is, it, this isn't about a religion. It's not about political party. It's not about this is about your health. So everyone yeah. should be concerned about his or her health. What's the first thing you think everyone should do? Would it be to get the continuous glucose monitor? Uh, like I said before, I wish everybody could be wearing it, but the reason they yes. can is because it's very expensive. There's different options out there. I, I think, I think, uh, first of all, blood sugar, you can test, um, finger prick if you absolutely, you know, oh, just need to. Yeah. So, I mean, um, right now the continuous glucose monitor just being new technology is expensive. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the best feedback you can get, but it's the Ferrari. Um, when maybe perhaps you can just get, you know, you can. You know, but wait a minute, I, I think I have the Chevy because I got the, the monitor, it's $75, I get it for two weeks, and then I do the free app that comes with it. I mean, Okay, so that, that's a better I, option. That's that's a more affordable option than what I'm having. My yes. I'm, using Nutri, I'm using NutriSense, which is a, an app layered over top of the same device okay. you're using. Got it. Right? Um, but the NutriSense comes with, and that's what a lot of these companies come with, like um, consulting um, nutritionists that'll kind of like help you to understand the numbers. They dig more into the feedback. But um, yeah, so if you're budget conscious, go, you can buy the Abbott Freestyle Libra. I think you need a prescription though. We, we do in Arkansas. I don't know about other Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do state, uh, nationwide. So your doctor can help. A lot of times insurance will also pay for it as well. Oh, um, okay. Which is, yeah, which is actually, I tell you what, it's very, very sad. Um, not to get off topic here, but the type one diabetics came after me pretty hard. It was very, very, very unexpected. Um, but I'm talking when they came at me hard, I'm talking by the thousands. Okay. Why? What, what are because you saying? I'm wearing it because I'm wearing a continuous glucose monitor and I'm not diabetic. And apparently they think it's, there's a shortage in supply, but that's, that's oh. what they're being told because their insurance companies will not pay for them. And as a oh, type one diabetic, it is, I didn't know any of that. And as a type one diabetic, this could save your life. And so oh, I really just took, I really just took a beating from them and I felt absolutely horrible. And I, I, but anyways, 
Um, you can talk to your doctor about it. And if you can't afford any of that, doing the blood sugar just to kind of see what your fasting blood sugar is in the morning should be ideally under 100. Seeing like after an hour or two hours after your meal is also beneficial because remember, you want to see if the blood sugar goes up. The question is, is insulin doing its job? And if and it insulin, is, right. If, if it's not insulin, though, it stays up too high too if long. If it's, yeah, for, yes, for, exactly. Okay. Um, so just kind of getting a grip on that. Also, um, there's programs out there, mine included. There's others, people, there's a lot, there's starting to become a lot more knowledge, um, people coming out with stuff on social media about the topic and things. So it's really fascinating science that we have gotten to this point, but we wouldn't have gotten to this point. <laughs> it goes back, we're circling back if we didn't start telling people to watch their calories. Because yeah. when we started watching, you know, Dr. Fung says there were no overweight people before 1950. And mm -hmm. what else wasn't there? There was no fast food. There were no packaged mm -hmm. foods. There was you. I, I mean, if you got hungry, you smoked. Okay, I'll give you that. It was not a great time health wise, but you ate breakfast at 7.30. You, uh, dad had a cup of coffee um, and cigarette, Eggs and bacon. walked out the door and he, and he went to the, where, the factory. And then at noon, he had lunch. And then at five o'clock, everyone had dinner or 5.30. There was no TV to watch. You put your fork down and you didn't eat again for 12 or 14 hours. So you had a mm -hmm. 14 hour fast every day. So you were clearing out that insulin. You didn't have all that. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it, it was just, it was a different time, but now, it, and it's the same thing I say too about my clients who say, but I work out, I do, at least I do 10,000 steps a day and I have a personal trainer. And I always say, there are a lot of fat people at the gym because they're focusing on the wrong thing. You've got to look at what your insulin, if you're insulin resistant, yeah. you're, you're in a bad way. I mean, you have to correct that before you can see the inches shit. And, and that gives people more hope because if a person is in a bad way and they go to the doctor and they're like, Hey, you've got all these problems and all this stuff. And you're, you know, the average back then the, the idea was, okay, you're going to have to starve yourself and go work out twice as much mm. as you have been right now. No, nope, that gives that. nobody hope. That gives nobody motivation. No. They're like, I can't do this. I'm not going to, if they do, they do it for a week and then they rebound if they're successful in the long run. Now we're just saying, Hey, listen, you don't have to starve yourself. Like that's crazy. You don't have to go run hours on the treadmill. That's also crazy. You just have to start watching what you eat and make sure that you're like, you're not spiking blood sugar like crazy. That gives people hope. Like it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. And that's Dr. Fung's big thing. So back to like, when you tell people they can eat a sweet potato or watermelon. Mm -hmm. Now the glucose goddess says to, when you open your eating window, whatever it is to have something green because of the fiber, because it helps push glucose to all that. And then the protein of the fat and then the carb. What's your thought on that? I don't, my thought is I did the test because so many people were requesting me to do it and um, yeah. it absolutely did not work. I didn't even expect it to work, to be honest with you. Um, nothing against her. She's amazing. Yeah. I haven't read right. her book yet. And I, I'm just, I'm just the test dummy and people were That's like, right. oh, go try this out. I didn't even know right. who she was at okay. that point. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. This doesn't make any sense to me because if I eat these, literally the whole meal took 15 minutes to eat on average. It's all going into my stomach being digested at the same exact time. It's right. not, if I were to eat... And I tested it with white, I, I ate chicken, white rice, and, and broccoli. And I right. ate it normal as I would the day before, uh -huh. spiked blood sugar because of the white rice, right? right? And then I ate it in the food order of the vegetable first, then right. the protein, then the starch. Literally the same exact response on really? blood sugar. Yeah, uh and I didn't think it, I mean, if you think about it, it's all going into your stomach within 15 minutes. It's not like if I ate, if I ate the broccoli, maybe even still, if I ate the broccoli, then waited 10 minutes. Yeah then ate the protein, then waited 15 yeah. minutes, then ate the starch. Perhaps that would have made a little more sense to me. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Um, by the time I got to the rice, I was less inclined to eat it. That's interesting. By doing the whole food order thing. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm like, okay, yes. do, I really want, yeah. do I really want this yeah. rice? That's yeah. one hidden benefit that came out yeah. of doing okay. it. But um, I'm also glad it didn't work because I'm not eating my food like that. Yeah, you have to separate your food. I mean, it would be, you could never go to Chipotle because it's all in uh, yeah. one bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was actually, the cooled rice experiment did work, in fact. Yes. That was a huge surprise and a winner. It also worked with the brown rice. Um, did not and that's work with because the of the resistant starch. The resistant starch, yeah, changes the way it's digested in the colon, minimizes, and that was a massive and That's good um, for difference. your gut health. So Yeah, I that, mean, I that, still am not really. 
a rice fan, but yeah. Um, oh, I'm a big rice fan. I do love the rice. Yeah, there's an Arkansas rice producer that I just adore. So uh, good. really good rice, non-GMO product, has protein in it, all the things. Okay, let's talk about your program. What do you offer people? So I have, if you go to bloodsugarking.com, you can check out my program. Um, it's, I, it's the five golden rules. I just basically distilled all of this crazy information into five golden rules. And then I've been wearing this device for months and months and months, and I've been tracking what spikes blood sugar, what does not. I just recently started doing the videos, but I've been tracking oh, and logging okay. because my initial thought when this company sent me this was, damn, people are not going to be able to afford this. I'm just going to test as yeah. many foods as I can, and then I'm going to come out with an easy-to-follow diet that's not restrictive. Um, so I have the category. So when you, I have a big food list of all the foods I've tested, and I've okay. categorized them. I'm going to tell you right now what the five golden rules are. Um, eat real food is number one. Control your carbs is number two, which we talked about when we went in depth on the carbs. Uh, rule number three is eat high fat protein. Rule number check. four is eat more healthy fats. Oh, check. And eat, number five is do not count calories. Oh, I win. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're the winning. only thing I'm good at. I don't, yeah, win. And so I, I I don't do a, any of the other stuff. That's perfect. Yeah. And so, so, for, <laughs> and I'm, and so here's the other thing. At this point in my career, I'm just trying to change as many lives as I possibly can. So I'm like, I'm throwing this thing out for 20 bucks. Don't even care. I'm just trying to make money to be able to keep Good. buying my, I'm just trying to keep buying food for these crazy tests because I might yep. go broke doing this stuff, to be honest <laughs> with you. I love it. I'm going to be diabetic and broke by the end of these experiments. But anyways, I'm like, I'm going to throw this out for 20 bucks. And then I'm also going to start a Facebook group, Blood Sugar Diet Facebook group. And okay. um, it's been amazing. So you get access to the group. And that's where I'm really spending a lot of my time right now is just kind of helping people inside that group. So for 20 bucks, you get the diet. And then I also will get on a call with you too. Like if you were That's like awesome. in the group and you're, yeah, it's, it's, uh, cause I feel like just blessed to be have, having to discovered the truth, yeah. Yeah, my I truth, I guess. And what I, I believe everybody has their own truth, but this is mine. And I know it's helped a lot of people. And, um, so yeah. No, blood, I'm uh, all about the glucose and the blood sugar. We've just been, that's it. We've just been lied to. And again, yeah. uh, big pharma and big food can't make money if you're not counting calories. So, 100%. you know, let's, let's put them out of business and let's, Amen. let's get our local farmers, you know, let's yeah, give a nod exactly. to our local farmers. And I do go every weekend to my local farm and I buy eggs, pasture raised eggs and my sweet potatoes there and everything I can possibly get. Right. And that's exactly how so I it's do gonna it. It's going to be here, tough so. times for them coming up, but that's right. Oh, yes, sir. Them. That's yes, a whole yes, yes, topic, yes. But. This is that's right. Twenty twenty two has been a challenge. It's good as fuel costs go up. It makes it very, very difficult, even for local farmers, because of what it does for them to have their feed. Yep. And even if they're ruminants, even if they're grass fed, they're just a lot of challenges for the local yep. farmers. So everyone support your local farmer. Hey, and everybody support Lisa because Lisa is amazing. Thank and I you. really sincerely, I sincerely appreciate what you're doing and having Thanks. me on. And you've got Thanks. such amazing energy. Thanks. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you and my mom would be like best friends. So I know. Oh, we are. Well, I mean, I'm like, I'm she like, texted me and told me to have you on. Yeah, I'm like, this lady's got to meet my mom's got to meet this lady. She's awesome. Right, 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 um, right. You're doing great things for people. Thank and, you. Um, and um, it's the same just, thing. It's partnering, helping people. I'm not getting yeah. rich. I'm doing yeah. it because I think we can turn, yeah. you know, a, a grassroots effort. You, we can turn people's lives around if yeah. they quit reading the calories and the numbers and they yeah. go by the way God created them. Get sunlight Amen. every day, get good sleep, yep. have a partner who loves you, you know, be yep. in a fulfilling relationship. The all basics. Those things. Yes. The, the, basics, the, the basics. basics that make sense. And it's going to be a tough fight. It has been, but at least I'm glad to be fighting along cool people like you. And um, thank, you. thank you. I feel same yeah we're gonna there's okay. no stopping us there's no we'll, stopping us we'll send people to your website thanks for bloodsugarking.com baby thanks for listening to the lisa fisher said podcast be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review won't you the lisa fisher said podcast is produced by clantoncreative.com <laughs>